Well, hello everyone. Carrie Beck with How to Homeschool My Child. Facebook doesn't know what it's doing. I was trying something a little new. All right. And what I was trying was this, that I wanted to be able to set this up ahead of time, but it wasn't letting me. And I completely forgot in all my flusteringness, um, this is really homeschool coffee break too. Um, in case y'all have never seen or listened to our podcast, Homeschool Coffee Break, we help moms who are overwhelmed and aren't sure if they're doing the right activities gain confidence and freedom in their homeschool. And today I think I'm talking about a really important topic. Uh, it is a continuation of last week's topic, which was patience, grace, for you, for your kids. Last week, I talked about um, patience and grace for you. I talked about when it, it when we have to wait on the Lord. We, uh, I basically divided it into two groups. So go back and listen or watch that. But basically, we need patience in our relationships and we need patience in our circumstances. In our circumstances, there are many times God tells us, um, have patience, uh, be patient and wait on me. Be patient and wait on the Lord. Uh, wait patiently. He says that over and over again. And you know, he says, consider it all joy, my brethren, when you endure, uh, consider it all joy, my brethren, when you endure various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance and endurance has its lasting result. Endurance meaning patience. Patient endurance, that is what he calls us to in many aspects of our lives. And if your life is going great, praise God, just wait. Sometime in the future, God's going to test you. So patience in our circumstances, but then also patience in with relationships. And that's when I talked about our spouse, our kids, our mother-in-law, our friends, our church. There are lots of relationships, our church group, that we need to have patience with. Go back and listen to that. It talks about having patience and grace. But what I want to do today is move forward and talk about it in relationship to your kids. I want to talk about this from two aspects. One, patience and grace in homeschooling, because this is a podcast. Um, our groups are all about homeschooling, although we talk about other topics. So we're going to start with patience and grace in our homeschooling, and then patience. How do we teach our kids to be patient? And I will just make a caveat. We don't really, we cannot change our children. I talked a lot about that last time. So, hey, if you are joining us, no matter whether you are on the live or whether you are on the replay or listening to the podcast, please leave a message and just let me know um, if patience is something that you struggle with and you would like to have more of, or if you have any ideas on how to gain patience, we need to help each other. And I do not have all the answers. I am sharing things that worked with us and they may work for you. They may not. I don't know. But I think it's really important that we share ideas on how we gain patience. Hi, Sherry. Glad you're here. Um, so we're homeschooling first kids patience second. How do we um, exhibit patience in homeschooling? What I'd like to say is a lot of times we don't see changes in our kids, in their attitudes, in their growth, in their desire to learn. I was just giving a, um, a business master class and someone had said something about their teenager and how, um, oh, eat the frog. 
you know, to go in and eat the, do the most difficult thing first in your day and get it over with. And she's like, I wish I could teach my teenager to eat the frog. You know, it's, we can't change them, but we can exhibit patience and grace to them. Just like God is patient with me and all the things he has to deal with me and pride. I think I've said this in the past. He is just pruning away that pride, which means I got to walk through a bunch of um, suffering to get rid of it. And I've got to get to that humility and laying down my self-will. He is patient. He waits and patiently works on me. I need to be like God and watch him patiently work on your children. So one of the first things I would encourage you to do, and it's the thing I say pretty much every time, you need to pray. God is not the one that is going to change your kid's attitude in homeschooling. He's also, I mean, you are not the one that's going to change your kid's attitude. God is. You are not the one that's just going to will yourself to have patience and grace. God will give it to you. And so I think we need to pray for that within our homeschool. And then we need to realize that changes take time. I don't mean a month or two. I mean years. All right. If it's taken 50 years or really yeah, 50, 60 years for God to really start showing humility through me, that's a long time to wait. We need to be patient with our kids because attitudes change. It takes time. So let me just give you a few illustrations so that you know what we're um, talking about. Um, Hunter, and I'm going to sort of pick on Hunter first. Um, he did not like history. He would not remember. He didn't like reading. I remember sitting in Idaho in our living room, and I was reading a, a very simple church history book. It was a 10 or 12-year-old reading level, but I was reading it out loud so we could do it together because I knew he didn't like it. And he's throwing the baseball up and down, which is fine with me because I listen better if my hands are busy. And I read one page. I said, Hunter, what was that about? I don't know, Mom. I mean, you know, if you were me, what do you want to do? You just want to strangle him because I loved what I was reading. And yet we need to just realize we need to exhibit patience and go, well, okay, then let's read it again. Now, he was not being um, defiant. He just, it was not clicking for him. And even if it were clicking, he wasn't interested in it. I continued to read to him, to choose books that I thought would encourage him, that would motivate him, inspire him. I would use quality books, quality activities in the realm of history because that was something he wasn't interested in. And I continued that over years. Now, I will tell you, um, he was, that was about 10 years old. He was about 20 two or 23 years old when he was working in Spain as an au pair for about three or four months. And I went over to visit Hunter in Spain and we were going to, he was in Madrid. We were going to Granada, Toledo and San Sebastian up North and then visit Madrid as well. And so um, we got to Granada and there was this beautiful cathedral and I wanted to go in. He walked right in. He read the stuff we all, he was involved in history. We went to, um, um, Granada, Granada, Toledo. We went to Toledo and they have the Alhambra, which is a beautiful um, 
architecture, let's say, that has been through the Christian era and the Muslim era. And there's just mixes of all of it. Palaces, um, a fort is just awesome. He was right there with me. We were listening and paying attention, interacting about what it was. I say that to let you know that things take time. He didn't like history when he was 10 or 12 years old, but we kept work and working. I don't want to like, man, nah, but we kept exposing him and his attitude towards history changed. And he loves history now. Now, I will tell you the caveat. It wasn't really me. That, well, first of all, it was not me that changed him. It was God. And he had a history teacher in 10th and 11th grade that really inspired him because he was a male teacher. Hunter was 16 and 17 years old. This man was 30. And he just, I don't know what he did, but he really inspired Hunter to enjoy history and to enjoy art as well. I say that for a few reasons. One, I had to give it patience. I had to give him patience and grace and me and not just ram it down his throat and just continue to expose him and encourage him, inspire, try to find things within. I've shared other stories about him as well. Um, but it also means it's okay to use other people that might inspire in a way that we can't do it. We're not gifted in every area of life. So give yourself some grace and let go of control and let God do his work. All right. And then the other thing we need to realize is sometimes our kids are just not history people. Now Hunter fell in love with history and we love to talk about stories and things like that. But I will give you another example, Ashley and Gentry. They did not like math in homeschool at all, None, nada. Ashley didn't finish uh, Algebra two. Gentry did, but just because she knew she wanted to go to Texas A&M and she knew she needed certain courses. Again, I had to be patient and work with them where their strengths are. They're not math people. They still aren't math people. Um, they, well, one of them married an engineer who's total math. I think that's how I actually got through um, algebra in college or whatever. But um, you have to give them grace and patience and realize that we all have different callings. And so we continue as they are in our homeschool to expose them, to provide for them quality things that they can use, educational activities, books, and, um, and tasks as well. So give yourself patience and grace, exhibit patience and grace, and then give it to them. Now, the next part I want to talk about is helping our kids, encouraging them to be patient themselves. So that was in the realm of um, homeschooling. Let's talk about kids. My first question, and if you've been around me, you probably know what this is. It's not pray, although, yes, I do think that is one of the things you need to do is, are you modeling patience, grace, and mercy? Uh, ouch. <laughs> um, I was really not a patient person when I was younger. I am more patient now. I actually pray for patience pretty much every morning because I believe it grows me closer to God. But I did not always model patience and grace. And so I needed to realize I, as important as it was to help my kids be patient and graceful and show mercy, I needed to do it first. And so what I would encourage you to do is look at that and start trusting God to indwell you, give you the Holy Spirit. He's already given that to you to provide patience and grace and mercy. Also, when you lose it, when you are impatient, you are not gracious or merciful, to apologize 
and mean it. That was one thing Steve said, Carrie, we will apologize to our children when we make mistakes and when we are not patient. And that was something I really needed to do. Then from there, I think I do think you need to put it on God's shoulders. And one way you can do that is by reading stories about patience in the Bible and waiting. I talked about many stories in the last um, podcast, in the last um, training. And so that would be one place you can go hear some long, I mean, some people 30 years. Okay, so go read some of those stories and then talk with your kids about it. And then apply it to us in whatever situation you are. Are you, is your kid waiting on something? Are they just not impatient right there in the situation, in the moment? Next, I would say memorize a verse together with them. Some of the verses that I would encourage you to um, memorize are Ephesians 4, 2, uh, which says, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. That encompasses a lot. Humility, gentleness, patience, Kindness, being allow, uh, making allowance or forgiving others because of your love. Because this is all love. Colossians 3, I think it's 13 or 14. Put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. And before that, it does talk about putting on compassion and patience and kindness. Another one, and I don't have these, I don't remember which is which. Psalm 37, 7, I think is wait patiently in the Lord. Um, and then... I'll have to look these up. I was going to have those on my Bible. So Psalm 37, 7 and Psalm 27, 14. I, I used both of those last week and I don't remember which is which. But both of them talk about waiting patiently. And I think when our kids, if they get impatient, you don't want to just like go wring their neck, but I would calm them down. And one of the things that my both my daughters do is they say, breathe, just breathe because the kid's losing it. Breathe. And then once you can get them calmed down, then remind them of the verse and how does God want us to act? You know, it's sort of hard in the middle of it. If they can't handle it right then, deal with the situation. And then that evening, talk about it and talk about it in relationship to the Bible verse that they are learning. Now, there are a few activities that I think would encourage your kids to see what patience is. These are fun activities. One is our, um, let me, I'm going to copy those verses into a comment right now because for some reason I'm actually being able to multitask. Okay, so there are the verses. And then the other one, what I wanted to do is grow a, a bean plant because it does not happen overnight. Last year, I was, right now I'm at my daughter's house. Her husband had to go out of town. They found out middle of last week. And so I came to help because she had a lot of events and things tomorrow that she needs help with. Well, last year at this similar time, we grew bean plants and uh, Landry was two and a half. She's three now. Maybe we should do that again. And you hang it on the window in a plastic bag. I mean, she was checking that thing every two or three hours and you aren't going to see anything for two or three days if you're lucky. And you start to see those roots come out at the bottom. This is an activity that will help your kids understand we need to be patient as we wait for this. The other thing is you could grow bean plants in a little Dixie cup of soil and they can't even see it. And you just water it every few days and eventually you'll see a shoot. But there's a lot of patience that we have to exhibit when we are waiting for that bean plant to grow. Another way that you could do this is by going fishing. 
You have to be very patient to catch fish because they don't always bite immediately. So that would be another way that I think would be fun. And baking bread that has to rise. Most breads have to rise two times. In fact, tomorrow I am going to bake some bread with Landry because her mom's gone all day. We're going to make spaghetti and we're going to bake some bread. We're going to make focaccia bread. Focaccia bread, you start about 3 o'clock. You make the dough and you let it sit there for an hour and it rises. So you have to be patient for an hour. Then you put it in the pan and you spread it all out, sprinkle the oil and salt on it. And then you have to wait another hour or two and let it rise. And then you put it in the oven. It's actually a very simple bread recipe, but there takes a lot of patience. It's not like cookies where you make the dough, put it on the pan, cook it, and you can eat it. Um, you could just make angel biscuits. I have a recipe for that on my blog. Um, and that is another one that still I tend to make the biscuits. We roll them out, we cut them out, and we let them rise for an hour. Or cinnamon rolls. We make cinnamon rolls the night before, roll them all up, put them in a pan, and we have to be patient all overnight and let them rise and then put them in the oven. So bread making is another way that we could just, it's just object lessons that you could use to encourage patience. But let's finish up with this. What if your kid is still struggling with patience? I'm going to say we're not all about behavior modification. Go from patient, from impatient to patient, angry to patient. Um, there's, there's probably something going on in their heart and we really need to deal with their heart. So I think this is a time, not in the middle of a temper tantrum or an impatient something, but we, you really need to chat with that child about what's really going on. Now, this could be a three or four-year-old, or it could be a 13, 18-year-old. It could be a 28-year-old. Let's face it. We all have times we just have meltdowns. Talk to them, and you don't, but you need to ask probing questions. Do not tell them how they feel. Ask them how they feel. Ask them if they can tell why or is, did something just happen. Ask some very specific questions that will lead you to see what's really going on in their heart. Don't say, did this happen? Did that happen? Because especially a five, six, seven-year-old, they'll just say yes. And then they'll shut down and you really won't know what's going on in their heart. Because the real reason they're losing it just may be someone else and something else happening. And if it's happening on a regular basis, you may need to go to that root issue. The root issue may not be just, I'm an impatient person. It may be something external and you don't know about it. So that would be something I would encourage you to do. So to sum this up, let's say this, we need to be patient in our homeschool as we watch our kids grow in their desire to learn, in their attitude toward learning, in their character building as well, all within that homeschool realm. Give your kids patience and grace as they grow in different subject areas. Give yourself patience and grace as you wait for God to work on them in changing their attitudes. Secondly, we need to encourage our kids to be patient and we need to do it by modeling, reading Bible stories that will encourage that and talking about it, memorizing a verse. And there are plenty of other verses. I just picked those three. And then you can do some object lessons that are fun, that can reinforce the idea of being patient. And then for kids that are still struggling, you're going to need to have some heart to hearts. And it may not be you, maybe your husband is better suited, or maybe even an aunt or an uncle, a grandma or a grandpa. It, they may just be a little more open. I don't know. 
but that becomes a hard issue when you see it over and over, especially if they are defiant about it. You don't know what's actually going on in their heart. So let's try to dive into that. Hey, if you have any other ways to encourage patients with your kids, please leave a comment. If you are listening to this on the podcast, wherever you are listening, please leave a review. We need some reviews because we're just now starting out. Hey, thanks so much for spending time with me. I am Carrie Beck with Homeschool Coffee Break. Y'all have a great day.